0: hello and welcome back to when in romance where we get to talk about romance novels and all the things that surround them i am particularly excited today because trisha is back I am at least as excited, probably
1: many times more so than you, but I'm delighted to be here.
0: (laughs) All right, and of course, I am Jess, as usual, and we're recording on Thursday, November 10th, 2022. (laughs) Why did I have to think about that? It is November.
1: I mean, to be fair, we're only ten and a half months into the year, so it's still did you, did you catch the pause where i had to do the math really fast yeah yeah totally. like well if there's only a month and a half left then yeah but i wait is that even right yes i feel like that must be right i think it's, you know what it's close enough but i i you know if if it's late december and you're still in a different year then honestly it's been such a weird few years Jess. it'll still be fine
0: yeah that's all true <laughs> every Ugh. word of that is true
1: Yes. And we did already comment before we started recording on how dark it is, despite the fact that we were recording basically as early as ever, maybe, maybe a little later. But yeah,
0: uh, yeah. it's been dark for a couple of hours already. So that's fine. Yeah, great. that's great. And yeah, and you live in the distant north. So
1: yeah, we are the sun is currently setting here before 5pm. I think we're getting to about 430. So yeah, Oof. it's great. By the time we hit the solstice, we will have fewer than eight hours of daylight here. Fun fact
0: it's great. well, get you one of those sun lamps,
1: <laughs> yeah, my vitamin D is definitely um i'm taking' I'm supplementing as needed these days, yeah. so, but you know what I actually I love the winter this time of year is fun, and I was delighted to hear you and Jen talk about holidays all, all kinds of different holidays, obviously, but it is i uh i've I've got it grew my t b r that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'll tell you about some things that might make it even worse. <sighs> Ooh, I'm feeling ready. But before that, Trisha, Yes, Jess. What are you reading?
1: You know, that's a great question. <laughs> uh, it's um, So I am doing that thing that we sometimes do where I haven't quite started the book yet, but I have it because I'm very excited about it. I, um, uh, You know, I've been out with a, a family tragedy for the last couple of episodes. So I've been doing a lot of comfort reading, which I do. I do a lot of rereading and all of that. I uh, Did I read The Widow of Rose House in the last three weeks? Yes, I did. I sure <laughs> did. Absolutely. Uh, someday I could give you the whole list of books that I reread as a way of sort of navigating the world uh, mm. and getting back into fiction. But I am so, so, so excited because um, Sonali Dev, who is one of my favorite romance authors, has a new book out. I will fully tell you, I'm pretty sure it is Amazon exclusive, which I know is kind of a bummer, but she's doing it in partnership with Mindy Kaling, who has some kind of a new imprint with Amazon. This is, I think, one of the first two books that she has put out through this imprint. And it's actually out now if you have Amazon Prime. And if you don't, because you have like a lot of disagreements with the way that company is run, I totally get it. But I'm also very excited about this book. So I'm talking about it anyway.
0: Um,
1: And for everybody, whether or not you have an account, it will be available again through Amazon, I think December, early December, probably December 1st. Oh, yeah, expect a publication December first. Anyway, I, I will say this book, The Vibrant Years. I'm pretty sure it's more of the contemporary fiction realm than romance, although there does seem to be some romance in it. It's also a multi generational story. So there is a 65 year old grandmother who inherits a bunch of money, surprisingly, and is not very excited about it. Obviously, we're going to learn more about that. And then she decides to uh, move to Florida with this money, which is a bit of a surprise to her daughter-in-law, who is another one of the characters in the story who has um, – we have POV from the grandmother, the daughter-in-law, and then also the granddaughter or the daughter-in-law's daughter. To be honest, I don't no, it's multi-generational. I can't say for sure how all these people are related, but I'm excited to learn. (laughs) And this woman, the the youngest woman, is um, sort of this tech world person who's in a precarious situation. Anyway, like I said, I think it is more contemporary fiction, which some of Sonali Dave's books have been that way in the past. I don't think it's a huge departure for her. Mm -hmm. And I actually really, really love the way that she writes families. And I just love her writing style. And it generally, for me, has the exact right amount of like soapy epic drama but also like it takes you just right to the edge of like being almost like torturously intense and then the payoff is amazing so i'm very very excited uh again that's the vibrant years by Sanella dev and hopefully by the time we talk next i'll be able to tell you more about it
0: Awesome! Yeah, it's it's always delightful when one of her books comes out. I remember there was something she might have been planning a release with someone, like a co-written book, and uh, everyone was all excited for it, and then it just sort of disappeared. And I don't, I still don't know what happened to that book. If it evolved into something else, oh, I
1: remember that,
0: or if they just like decided not to do it. I don't know, but it's. I think we those talked things. about that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Huh.
0: Well, now I have
1: a a little bit of an investigation to do this weekend. Uh, But before I get to that, how about you? What are you reading? What's on your uh, radar these days?
0: Well, I am apparently on a reality show kick, which is really interesting. You have been for a while, right? I know. And, like, I don't watch any of the... Popular, like real relationship reality shows. I do mm-hmm. watch, you know, Great British Baking Show and The Voice. And although I don't watch The Voice like in real time. So I can't vote any, that's oh, sure. another story for another day. Um, <laughs> but so I started reading Cupid Calling by Viana Onioma recently. And it's an adorable book about two men in Britain who are both of Nigerian descent one is literally from Nigeria and is in England for like he he came to go to school and stayed and then the other one is a second or third generation Nigerian British person British Nigerian I think British goes first um and um one of them Willingly applies to be on this new dating show. One of them is uh, vaguely conned into doing it by his twin sister. Um, they're like, yeah, oh, it's, been there. F- it's for yeah. a project. Answer these questions. And then all of a sudden he's been entered to be on the show and is accepted. And it's like The Bachelorette, but new and different. I don't know how really it seems very Bachelorette-like so far. And eventually these two men, one of whom is openly bisexual, one of whom I think is going to end up being demisexual um, or reveal, like who is going to discover his demisexuality are going to fall in love. So I am looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um I hear about it, It's all fluff all the time. Like obviously there's some emotional stuff and some tension and, um the one who currently believes that he is straight has a pretty homophobic mother so i don't know how they're going to play that out but no, not great we'll see yeah. um so just a heads up for that and because i jump from thing to thing even though i know that i'm eventually going to finish things sure. i started reading play it by ear by tara frehas um a couple days ago and uh Tara Frejas is one of the romance class writers, the group out of the Philippines who writes all of these amazing romance novels. And this one is actually the second book in a series, which I didn't realize when I started reading it. So a little bit, there's like some characterization that probably developed in the first book. And it's about, uh the series itself is about a group of people who are an a pop idol band in Korea. And in this one, the lead singer also gets conned kind of into going on to this like singing competition show where the idols mentor people who want to be idols. And his drummer was going to go, but they got in an accident. There's like another content warning for emotional strife at the beginning of the book because this whole band has gotten into a car accident. and. So the drummer's been in an accident and he broke his wrist so he can't go on the show. So they're like, you're gonna go. And there's a very bad first impression between the pretty arrogant lead singer of this idol band and the trainee that he has been assigned who he thinks doesn't deserve to be there because she's been trying to be an idol for so long it's been like 15 years or something so now they have to work together and that's where i am in the book but it's delightful in because of the story and i I love musicians you know that um but also since i've been watching so many k-dramas over the past few years and this takes place in korea the author Throws in like addresses and other random words that are very familiar to me because like I actually like know what they mean in Korean. So that was that was exciting. It was like, oh, I know what that word is. That's what it looks like in English Uh, or so cool. Transliterated, you know, into like you know, so many things, Western letters. So that was fun too. But yeah, those are what I am currently reading. That was long. <laughs> Man, well, and one of these days we're going to have to do an episode
1: about um, reality TV set romance because I only read a little bit, but I honestly, I feel like you've been reading it for like the last four or five months, so mm-hmm. we'll have to – yeah, I'll also I- – Okay, when we do, we're gonna have to have a conversation about what you would do if someone conned you into being into a reality TV show. Cause I will just <laughs> tell you, I would not be the person that just like willingly goes along. So
0: yeah.
1: anyway, we'll, yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that for another time. And cause we talked for a minute about those books. Do you wanna take a quick break and then we'll jump into some follow up stuff? Absolutely. All right, now we are in sort of the unique situation in that because I have been away for a couple of episodes, I have basically no idea what's happening in the follow up. So yeah. so I will just hand it off to you and listen
0: attentively. Okay, so I have a couple of follow up thank yous to folks who sent emails to us after the holiday episode last last time the all the holidays episode (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about what we consider holiday romances right because the whole question was you know what is a holiday romance what is a
1: holiday Yeah.
0: so um angel uh mentioned that they loved tiffany rice's holiday series there's three harlequin blaze books um called the minute work series and the christmas one i think is her naughty holiday. There are three of them. They're all great. Tiffany Rice. You all know how I feel about her. Yeah, I
1: think you might have talked about... Is there a Thanksgiving one? There's a
0: Thanksgiving one. There's a Halloween one, a Thanksgiving one, and a Christmas one, so... I think you've talked about that one. Yeah. Well, all right. Um, So thank you, Angel, for reminding me about those. And then Michelle. Michelle. Mm -hmm.
1: I even even kind of like, this is such a big deal. I even do a
0: little bit know about this. This... I can't even talk, Michelle. Michelle sent in a spreadsheet that she pulled of all of the holidays, all of the holiday romances that she had read and sent it to us. Jen was so excited because she might have been joking about trying to read for all of the holidays next year, but she's going to try to do it. And Michelle, your spreadsheet meant so much to her. Um And her her goal of reading as many holidays as she can next year. So this is me just saying, thank you. You're amazing. You are brilliant. And we appreciate you. I, yeah, I just
1: based on like the number of capital letters in her response, I feel like that is 100% correct. And I feel like you guys got so excited. It's my understanding about talking about holidays last time that you didn't even have a chance to mention the fact that we are coming on our recommendation request episode. It is. It's next on the books. It is.
0: And I like how you say we got excited and not that just forgot.
1: You know what? Everyone's doing their best. <laughs> Everyone's doing their best. <laughs> it's,
0: it's ten and a half months
1: into 2022, we think. And so, you know, going great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are excited. This is one of our favorite things we get to do every year. Past couple of years, at least, we've had two or three of these episodes. So don't feel like you have to hold back. Yeah. But we... Uh, we are excited. Please don't hesitate to send recommendation requests. If you're, I know, if you're looking for a book for yourself or a friend, I put in my Instagram post. Maybe you're looking for a book for a nemesis that <laughs> you know maybe the story is is just beginning to unfold. We don't know. It doesn't matter. Whatever kind of book you're looking for, you can always send us an email at wheninromance at You can send me a DM on Instagram at Tricia Haley Brown. Jess, what's the best of your of your many social media platforms? What's the best way to reach you?
0: I think I too am best reached at Instagram. Uh, Jess underscore is underscore reading.
1: Yeah, so let us know what you're thinking and and reading about and wondering about. I will also say before Jess gets into a, a recommendation request that we got that that was even a little early, somebody knew it was the time of year, we had planned on doing a quarter four book club book. Uh, I will fully take blame slash credit slash responsibility for the fact that our schedule got a little bit messed up because of my being out. So what we're going to do instead is in the next episode or two, we will announce one that we'll, we'll do early in 2023 that will give you, um, if you happen to have some time off over the new year, they'll give you a little time to read. Um, but if you're wondering why we didn't end up doing that, it's just because, you know, life happens, things got messed up, but we are excited to start it up strong again in January. But in the meantime, Jess, you got a November
0: request. Yes. Haley reached out to us about a book club that she's doing with some co-workers, I think, and they're doing No Shirt November. And uh, she asked for something that's sort of romance plus that looks into sort of romance but also talks about like pertinent social issues of the day and i will have more um and Haley, <laughs> i'll probably send you an email honestly but um to get you started i just wanted to throw out a couple that any in the any books in these two series actually would work but the ones that stand out to me are Harbor by Rebecca Weatherspoon, which is the third book in the Beards and Bondage series, and Thirsty by Mia Hopkins. And all three books in the Side Brewery series really do dig into issues of work and class and society and all of that. And Harbor talks about grief and experience and work and just sort of how you should be living your life. And the answer is however you want to, but that's that's for you to discover um so i just wanted to throw a couple of those out there because i know that you are on a timeline and everyone else will get theirs later and is it like is the
1: premise just like a the covers are shirtless yes basically.
0: <laughs> okay Basically,
1: I will give you a quick toss out too, to the. There's a, a royally series by Emma Chase. Actually, to be honest with you, most of Emma Chase's covers are <laughs> shirtless, but her series that starts with Royally Screwed and actually my, my favorite book, I think, in the series is Royally Matched. It is about a European royal family who, you know what, I'm just going to let you jump into it. I'm not going <laughs> to I'm, I'm a little afraid to say too much about it because it will give some things away, but you will get some. You know vibes of uh, a different European royal family that we all are, are whether we like it or not aware of. <laughs> there is a lot of no shirt happening in the series, and I like it. It's it's definitely one of those ones that um, I will fully acknowledge. It it will not be for everyone because there is a lot of kind of playing into some of the traditional gender norms and and that kind of thing. So again, it won't be for everybody, but I. I like the characters, a lot of the, I mean, all of the female characters are also very strong. So it's, like I said, if it's for you, you will know very, very quickly. And the first book in the series is Royally Screwed. And there, again, no shirts to be found <laughs> anywhere in uh, the covers of those books. All right. Well, the last time I think we talked, Jess, we were excited about the fact that uh, you were going to be doing a little traveling to <laughs> And I feel like now you have done it. And I am interested in hearing more about it, as I think is everyone listening to the podcast. So... What was it? What's going on? Tell
0: us. Alright, so, for those of you who might have missed it, I spent several days in Alexandria, Virginia, well, several being like three, sure. attending the Raw Experience RRAW Romance Readers and Writers. It was established, created, dreamt up, whatever you want to call it, by a lovely woman named Shea Baby, who is the master something or of the Brown Book series, which is a website, maybe podcast, a couple other things, that talks about primarily Black authors. So the raw experience was heavily a Black space, which was amazing because I live in southern Arizona. I might see one Black person every day. Yeah, without looking in the mirror, you know, um, Sure. <laughs> and it was specifically a space to not just get like author interviews, which were great. I attended a lot of them, but also they offered up um, some workshops and some fun. Like there was a bidwist competition on Friday night that I did not join in because I am from a spades family. So no, but apparently Miss Bev won. So hooray. I mean, are you surprised? Are you surprised? And <laughs> like, come on. And I'm burying the lead with saying blah blah blah, blah Miss Bevline. Yes, the main reason I went is because the whole thing was honoring legends of black romance. And I saw when I saw someone mention it, I went to the website for this raw experience and saw Beverly Jenkins, Brenda Jackson, Rochelle Allers, Shirley Halestock, a missing one. Who is that last person? Oh no. It'll come to you, and then we'll we'll tell people. It'll come to me. But like those were the five people that they were honoring, and Sandra Kitt, who wasn't available to attend, was receiving the brand new uh Jenkins Jackson Lifetime Achievement Award. <laughs> So, so I got to see like all of these people talk about their experiences, and I got to see some pocket friends. A lot of people. Aww. And I met friend of the podcast Kelly Farmer. Oh yay! Who is delightful and she gave me signed copies of her books which if you haven't read them you should be Ah, i love that the first one is out on the ice um if you if you're like what who is this kelly farmer out on the Mm -hmm. ice um and there was a big signing on the saturday afternoon that i got a little overwhelmed by and kind of had to wander away and didn't see everybody that i wanted to see celeste o'norfleet that was the fifth person and uh see i knew it'd come to you (laughs) it's in part because i am looking at her book which also has a shirtless person on it see so many options. So many options. And, you know, they talked about their experiences being some of the first editors that they had to deal with who were just like, if you make your people white, we can publish it. But if not, sorry. Uh, Gross. You know, and some of the things that they're still doing. Rochelle Allers was talking about how she was invited to do a continuity book for Harlequin, which if you don't know about Harlequin, they have these series that have been going on for like 40 years and you have to be invited to write a book in the series. They send you a whole book on like what's happening in the universe and who you can use and all of this other stuff. It's fascinating. Um, and it was just That's s- cool. so great to be in that space and it was really great to remind people that black authors black authors of romance have been around for at least 35 years like it's been a long time <laughs> well
1: even when you said that the jenkins jackson award exists i genuine like romance or not any author frankly should be thrilled to be even Like any author would be so lucky
0: Mm -hmm. as
1: to be anywhere in the realm of those two extraordinary women. So that is amazing. Talk to me, Jess, about what you would want to see.
0: Is it happening again? Do you know? I have no idea. I hope it does because it was, you know, it was a very small thing. It was only (laughs) 24 hours. There were a few things on Friday evening and a bunch of stuff all day Saturday that culminated in this – Gorgeous gala where people were, people got awards, the Legends Awards and all of that stuff. And Regina Bell was there and she sang her heart out. Did
1: you get all dressed up?
0: Oh, yeah. I got fancy. It was oh. nice. <laughs> I, uh, I will have to find pictures online. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some on Instagram. But, um, yeah. So it, it was, it was small and it was brief. Which was great for a first outing, because you kind of see what you want to do with it going forward. So I hope that if there is another one, that A, it's maybe another day. Like, I wouldn't mind a full day Friday or a Sunday event. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it being in that same place. Like, if, it, if it's forever in the D.C. area, like, I will go, because I yeah. will visit my mom, and then I'll go talk mm-hmm. to cool romance people. Awesome. I don't think it like this particular one can be recreated just because you have you would sure. have to bring the exact same people out again. Um, yeah. Because just like hearing Brenda Jackson talking about writing lined paper in school and sending her stories around and that kind of like, yeah, you can't recreate that with another person. But I would love to see more people be honored as legends. There are so many other people who have been around for a long time who could get this honor. And I would just love another place to go that is a heavily Black space in romance. Because, you know, that's who I am and that those are the people that there's just like, there's no other feeling like being in that space. But expanding it to be less exclusively black it wasn't exclusively black actually that's that's wrong but like if we expanded it and more people who weren't black started coming that wouldn't be the worst thing because there are people who need to know and you know that's that's a different conversation we could have a really long conversation about that we probably have had a really long conversation about that you know what? There's always room for another.
1: It's an important enough message.
0: Yeah. But like, even if it stays this size in this group, it was really nice because the panels were in small rooms. There were maybe 20 or 30 people at each one, which was mind boggling. It was like, why aren't all of these people here to, to hear our Miss Brenda talk about this? Um, But that meant we got more like one on one time. Like mm-hmm. we could. We could all take selfies together and that kind of thing. Yeah. So if it was a bigger kind of thing, then we wouldn't have that experience. So it it's kind of like, it would be great if it was bigger, but also I really like how it was.
1: Well, I feel like that's the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. That you would be comfortable with some change, but also it was wonderful as it was. Yep. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad it was so good because I, I, I remember way back when, four or six weeks ago, we were talking about it. <laughs> It was a thing that you were really excited about, and I am I am very excited that it turned out so great, and I am looking forward. I mean, hopefully, if it comes back, I don't know, maybe I can swing through DC. I've got some people there, so we'll see.
0: That would be awesome.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Well, and especially as, you know, we talked to you about the fact that, in many ways, romance conferences have not mm-hmm. been great the last couple of years, so I'm really glad that this one was. All right, well, why don't we um, take another quick break, and then we can jump into... Some recommendations. All right. I actually, bef- this, you found a thing, <laughs> Jess, from our friends at Love and Panels. They're doing a Shop Your Shelves bingo challenge, which you found after we decided what we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. I have only just kind of peeked at it a little bit, but it's basically a read books you already own and then talk about them. But there's fun bingo categories, mm-hmm. like uh, a book that you were gifted or a favorite genre or huh. A seasonal or holiday theme, <laughs> um, or one that I think we can all relate with—a DNF book, mm-hmm. one that you did not finish. I don't know if you've jumped into this any further, but we can certainly link it in the show notes. I, are, are you gonna? Are you gonna shop your shelves? Bingo!
0: I am. I'm going to try. Like I don't see how I can't, except for the fact that I do have one more book to pick up from the library. I got the whole notice like three hours ago. Uh- sure. <laughs> but i am definitely going to work on shopping my shelves because as of the last count not including advanced reader copies because they don't have upc's to scan uh my libib tells me i have 803 unread books wow i can't believe you
1: track that number that would be so intimidating
0: <laughs> yeah good for you that's
1: brave you're brave yeah well done Well done. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, like I said, we will link this in the show notes. And I mean, hopefully the topic we decided to go with today is unexpectedly related. (laughs) We realized that we are starting to get into the end of the year. I mean, you know, you and it was you and Jen, I think, that talked about the fact that some of the best of lists are already starting to come out. Mm -hmm. And we've got a few episodes left still this year, but we decided it's not actually – the worst thing in the world to start talking about some year end stuff. And so we're actually starting with backlist favorites that we read this year. Um, so maybe, I mean, is it too late to apply those to the bingo? Probably, but it doesn't matter. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but we, I think you and I both talked a little bit about how, I don't know about you, I, I should say, I I ended up reading a lot of backlists this year and not, I didn't read no front list, but a lot of what I read was stuff that had been out, not even for that long, but for a few years that I for one reason or another just kind of got around to this year.
0: Yeah. I read I read a pretty significant amount of Front List, or at least started a lot of Frontlist. Ah, that's the key. But a lot of the books that I finished and loved were backlist. Um, at least if you don't include like the the Audible originals that I read or listened to. Oh sure. That one month that I got Audible for something. And I don't remember what it was. It was like, well, if I'm here, I might as well listen to all of these things.
1: I mean, why not? <laughs>
0: uh, well, what did you – what sticks out
1: to you if you were talking about some of your backlist faves?
0: Well, one book that is heavily on my mind because I finished it on the flight back from D.C. is White Out by Adriana Anders. And I know, Trisha, I feel like you you have been telling me about this book, right? Yeah, it sticks with you, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I read it in part because it was like, sure, it's winter-ish. It's like <laughs> yes. it was like seventy-four degrees today. It's fine. it, it was cold here, so well share. Yeah. Well, I joined a, a random online book club that is reading for craft. Um, and this was the one that they selected for this month. This month? Yeah, this month. It's a month. Um, so <laughs> I was like, well, well, it's time to read it. And I was blown away. And I honestly am not sure. No, I have read an Adriana Enders book before. It was the the short that was in one of the Rogue collections. The one about the billionaire? Yeah. Yeah. The blind billionaire. Blind. Yes. I, I can't remember.
1: I think it's called like Romancing the Billionaire or something. It's it's probably more creative than that. Anyway, sorry, continue.
0: Probably. But yeah, so for those of you who are unfamiliar with Whiteout, it is set in Antarctica on a um, research base. and Well, it starts out on a research base. And you have the all-year Antarctica very Iceman scientist who just wants quiet – and the cook who has come down for the summer and is supposed to be leaving to go back to the US and Antarctic summer is still like 40 below. Oh my gosh. And their base is struck by terrorists who are trying to find some product that was discovered Product is not the right word, but a thing yeah. that was discovered on the ice by by the scientists. And they have to go on the run mm-hmm. because they can't stay where they are. They need to get to another base. So they are dressed in as many layers as they can be on cross-country skis with sleds carrying supplies, traveling hundreds of miles across Antarctica as the winter is coming and they can't stand each other yeah there's that part (laughs) they're they're heavily attracted to each other neither of them knows that the other is attracted to them because they can't stand each other but yeah so there's that it's so great
1: (laughs) i will say uh first of all the book is called loving the secret billionaire so you know not that far off (laughs) Not that far out. Uh, which is actually also, like you said, is a short, lovely, delight book. I will, And I will say if you read Whiteout, there are a couple of other books in that series. There's like a prequel that's a short that was a part of a series. There's a book called Uncharted. But if you find that this kind of sort of like intense, I don't want to say dark because dark romance is considered something very different, but... I don't know, dramatic. I guess like whatever is the opposite of a rom com. If, if that <laughs> style by Adriana Andrews is for you, her blank canvas series that starts with Under Her Skin, I feel like is a very similar tone in that it's it's very dramatic, but it feels earned. Like it's not a mm. it's not a. And don't get me wrong, I love a soapy drama, but this is not like soapy drama. This is like kind of intense drama. Uh. But yeah, so she is she is great. Uh, I will tell you, Just speaking of people who can't stand each other and then somehow end up falling in love, (laughs) I finally this year uh, read – well, I shouldn't say finally because Battle Royal didn't come out that long ago. I think it came out maybe in 2020, 2021 Mm -hmm. actually. But I read it. It's by Lucy Parker. And I – like one of my like romance secrets that I don't tell people is that I have never been able to get into a Lucy Parker book. People love her series, like her original series about – I don't know. I think it starts with Act Like It. I actually don't even know what happens the rest of the series because I was never able <laughs> to get into it. Uh, and I don't know what made me pick up Battle Royal. I think it came, I think I had a hold in the library and it came up. And I so I read it. And not only is it an author that I hadn't been able to get into, it's also an Enemies to Lovers book, which I think this was the one that I had to talk about. Like I decided we had to talk about Enemies to Lovers earlier this year because I was like, wait, is it possible that I was wrong and I actually do like these books? <laughs> But I I really enjoy it. It's a it's a book about two different bakers. They have very different styles. Sylvie's is very kind of colorful and playful and fun. And um, Dominic, who is the other baker, is very like refined. You know, like you know, you go to one of those places and it costs like twenty one dollars for a piece of cake. That's the kind mm-hmm. of baker that he is. Uh, and they end yeah. up competing to um, speaking of royal families to create a bake uh, a cake for a royal wedding. I think the thing that really struck me about this book is that it never felt like silly, I guess. Like it was more of a rivals to lovers book. None of it ever felt manufactured. I think a lot of times for me, enemies to lovers or or even rivals to lovers books can feel like it's, it's so, like just have a conversation or like. If one person was just willing to negotiate one thing, you could be together and it would be fine. This the stakes <laughs> felt real. Like these were both people that are trying to run their business. They are very, very different, but much in the same way that kind of their rivalry felt real. It also felt real and genuine when they were trying to navigate this kind of relationship and this connection that they had. And Kind of both the chemistry that they had, but also the very real conflicts that they had, and it was fun and it was lovely. And I think the second book in the series might be coming out next year. I think um, our book friend still mentioned that, so I'm I'm very excited to read it. It is this one's the first in the Palace Insiders series. So if you read Battle Royal now, you'll be already in 2023 when the next one comes out. I like this one. A lot. Have you read this book?
0: I have, and it's my favorite Lucy Parker so far. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I haven't read all of her books, but I realized that of the three I think that I have read, they've been enemies to lovers, trapped together, Mm -hmm. figuring something out. Like, that was Act Like It. Yeah. That was the Austin playbook, I think. Oh, yeah. And that was this one.
1: Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I mean, again, even if you think you don't like Rivals to Lovers, pick it up. See what
0: happens. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Okay. One of the other book that I read on the... Well, I think I read it on the plane out, which is hilarious because it's so short. I thought I was going to need a lot of time, but I kept falling asleep. Plane's fault, not the book's fault, was Deal (laughs) Deal with the Demon by Chase Verity. I have had this book for a long time and was just trying to figure out, like, something to start that wasn't in a certain category of books. Like I didn't want something long and dramatic. I didn't want whiteout. Um, (laughs) Interestingly enough. Sure. And uh, this just sounded like the perfect kind of book to read. And uh, deal with the demon is the first in a series of either short novels or novellas about, people and demons (laughs) and this particular one the main character is a single mother of two children she doesn't really enjoy her life her work she could be significantly more fulfilled if she could just be able to get the job that she that would pay enough money that she could get a better job But it's all a vicious cycle, right? So she there's this QR code that keeps popping up everywhere. And finally, one of her kids is like, scan it. And she does. And this demon appears. And he's like, I'm here to help you reach your success. What can I do? And instead of, you know, give me money, give me power. She's like, I need someone to stay with the kids at night so I can work this job night shift. I mean, way to ask for what you need, right? Right? Basically, the demon becomes her nanny <laughs> and her housekeeper. And it's just, it's delightful and sweet and fun. And um, very much a Chase Verity book. Like, I love it. And I, I hope to continue the series, which I think I have at least one more book in.
1: Well, that does sound delightful. And I am excited <laughs> for you. Thank you. So I I know you had long been an Alexis Staria fan. I had read... I think the first in her, speaking of reality show uh, books, the first in her dancing show I don't know what it was, take the lead I think that one might have been called anyway take the lead, yeah. yeah I think I'd read that actually to be honest with you I'm not even 100% sure I finished it I think I did anyway it was not like that reality show setting doesn't tend to be for me although if we ever do a show about it we'll find that there are some exceptions um <laughs> but I uh ended up this early this year reading both you had me at hola and a lot like adios which are the first two books in her current series the third one I believe is coming out next year and I read them like back to back right in a row, probably both of them within three or four days, just because I enjoyed them so much. You Had Me Ola is about a some actors who are working together and one of them is a single parent. And there's like a large extended family of people who are kind of getting in the way and for better and worse. And it's just like a, I don't know, I feel like these books were were both lovely and also kind of like there's there's drama but there's like joy there's like that family mm-hmm. joy in them that i thought was was really lovely um the second uh a like is another is a friend it's a the three books are a trio of oh actually i think they're cousins is that yeah. right uh, see yeah, this is the cousins. problem with reading these books Primus. in like february <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yes yes yeah the um primos of power i think they are called mm. and so the second one is a second chance romance And it is two people who were sort of together, kind of together, kind of not together until the very end, um, who were like wrote fan fiction together in high school. And then something happens and they go their separate ways, sort of breaking off all contact. They get thrown back together. And I think one of the things that I really liked about A Lot Like Adios is that when they do get thrown back together, there's no like 150 pages of like messing around. Like they get Mm -hmm. thrown back together. And they fully recognize that the chemistry is absolutely still there, and I'm pretty sure they, like, immediately – shenanigans ensue. I will just start there. (laughs) And then they have to start actually negotiating. Like, the chemistry was there all along. How -hmm. do you actually build a relationship, particularly with somebody that you have this history with, which is a great place to start, but – you also have to then navigate all of the things that kind of pushed you apart in the first place,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so I really, really liked those books, and I really, really liked living in that world. So I'm very excited for the next book to come out. I don't know what it's called. I don't even know if it has a title, to be honest. I'm not sure either. Let's see if. Uh, oh yeah, the series is called Primus of Power. So great job, Trisha. So <laughs> as of as of now, it looks like the book three on Goodreads at least is untitled. So we are not we are not behind. But if you are looking for something to read in the meantime, uh, I liked both of those books a lot. And I think one of the nice things about Backlist is that y- there's a very good chance that both of these books are available right now at a library, mm-hmm. really any of the books that we're talking about. So that's kind of a cool thing.
0: Yeah. But yeah, You Had Me at Ola and A La Like Adios, both by Alexis Daria. Awesome. I want to drop uh, two titles that I've talked about on the show before that are definitely at the top of my list of wow, why didn't I read this author sooner? And the, those are The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury and If You Love Something by Jace Ellis. They're two very different kinds of books. The Worst Guy is, once again, enemies to lovers, like, really, really hating to dating. Like, there's there's hate sex involved.
1: It's funny you say that, because I feel like when we did that episode, we talked about how, the fact, a lot of times it's not enemies, it's like rivals or... People who aren't friends and kind of are. sounds like this is not one of those.
0: No, no, they they really really dislike each other to the point that their boss, they work both work at a hospital, has made them go to basically couples therapy for coworkers. <laughs> I mean, that does that's yeah, that's a level,
1: that's a, a different yeah. level.
0: Yeah, but um, Kate Canterbury is a new favorite. Like I. I haven't had time to go back and read her entire backlist, but I want to someday because it's just like every word was magic. So that was The Worst Guy. And If You Love Something by Jace Ellis is a little quieter. Sure. It's about two, two men, older men. I think we talked about it when we were talking about older romances. And um, they were married and they thought they got divorced, but the paperwork didn't actually go through. So Mm -hmm. they're still married. Um, And they use that to their advantage for both of their work. So, yeah, it's delightful and sweet and angsty, but not as angsty as the worst guy. Definitely not. Fair.
1: Well, and I will just throw in one more that I know I have talked about on the show and I know you have talked about more um, because that is the reason that I thankfully finally picked up Check, Please by N'Gazi Okazu. Uh, I actually just realized as I was looking at this that I never read the second book in the series, even though I have it. And because this (laughs) book is so delightful and lovely and like gentle and fun – I pretty much will be looking through my boxes that I never unpacked of books and finding it immediately after the show. But it's a, <laughs> so it's a graphic novel. If it was a novel novel, I think we would pro- if we were non-graphic, I guess I should say. We would probably call it new adult because it's um mm-hmm. even that's kind of a silly term, but it's it's it does take place in a college. The main character is a vlogger who had been a figure skater and decides to join the hockey team at the school and It's really, really lovely to just sort of see the way that he builds relationships with the other players on the team and also happens to maybe a little bit fall in love with the uh, captain of the team who's like one of those like tall, dark, and handsome kind of stranger guys. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's just like really lovely and it defies a lot of the stereotypes, I think. Like I think you Mm -hmm. could think a lot of things about like a young queer man joining this hockey team at this big school and blah... And none of that happens, right? Like, there are mm-hmm. things that you could kind of – ways that would be kind of unfortunate to create conflict in that situation, and Ngazi doesn't do that. And so, I, I just – it is like – like I said, I – the only reason I eventually picked this book up is because, thankfully, you had talked about it so many times. I think you even wrote it up as best of in Book Right one year or another. It might have, yeah. And it's just so lovely. So, anyway, thank you, Jess, for that recommendation. Of course. And now to everyone else – I am echoing Jess's recommendation and telling you to pick up Check, Please, uh, because it is just a delight. It's just a lovely, lovely book.
0: And your heart will go even pitterer-patterer in the second volume.
1: Ooh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be talking about that probably (laughs) next time. Yep. Uh, Speaking of next time, I think, did we get through all of our backlist books? I think we did. Okay, well, then next time... We will be talking about uh, reader recommendation requests. So a writer, listener, whatever, recommendation requests, Uh, (laughs) romance recommendation requests. So please, please, please do let us know what you're looking for. Again, whether it's been for you, for a friend, for a nemesis, for, you know, a secret admirer someone you're secretly admiring, whatever. Uh, (laughs) You can send us a note at wheninromanceatbookriot.com, like I said. And as I mentioned, you can find me on Instagram at Trisha
0: Haley brown and you can find me um on twitter yeah, like i'm not saying for no now. On twitter, uh for now um at jess is reading all one word or on jess underscore is underscore reading on instagram you can also message me on tiktok where i'm jess underscore is reading i do see those because i cannot get away from tiktok but you know
1: i mean honestly there are worse things yeah that's true um huge yeah so please do send us that honestly let us know what your favorite backlist books of the year are so far Mm -hmm. and if you were at raw with jess let us know what you thought maybe you were there maybe you saw her maybe you waved and she didn't see you
0: (laughs) it's possible
1: um all right huge thanks as always to our wonderful wonderful audio editor jen Zink. Oh, jen i've missed you so much again you can find us Uh, And please do, especially in the coming weeks. And uh, don't hesitate to rate and review the podcast because, as always, it helps people find us. Do we
0: miss anything, Jess? Whatever you're doing. In the meantime, happy reading.